Shut up and sit down. Welcome to Game the System Podcast Episode 1, a podcast about the people that play games and all things gaming, retro, arcade, modern, pinball, board games and anything else we can think of and anything we think is fun and interesting. It's uh, 18th January and my name's Mark Bell and you are John Pansini. Matthew Talkers. Cool. So, we can do a bit of a introduce ourselves, but I mm-hmm. thought we could probably just keep it a little bit brief because I think over the time of recording podcast, our histories will come out anyway. So there's not really, mm. I don't think we need to go into too much depth. Mm. But um, myself, so obviously, yes, I'm Mark. Mm-hmm. I've been a gamer all my life, a um, bit of an arcade tragic of the 80s and 90s, pretty much my second home. Um, home collector of games as well for as long as I can remember. Commodore 64, Mega Drive, Super Nintendo. Leading up to the modern day, I play modern day video games. Um, last probably five years got into pinball as well. Wasn't so much into it back in the day, but now happened to find it interesting for whatever reason. Got into competitive pinball. Um, but yeah, I still play all games. Mm. Yes. Who would like to go next? I guess I guess I'll go. Okay. Um, so my name's John. I'm a little bit younger than Mark. I think. Hey, hang on a minute. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> okay, that's all right. Then. To the point where I wouldn't say I'm an '80s tragic. I'm probably a '90s tragic. Mm. But not like late '90s, like early '90s. Yeah, right. It's different. Mm. Yeah. I don't like the Spice Girls, let's put it that oh, way. That, okay, that's good. I'm glad we've cleared <laughs> that one up. I was a little bit worried. Yeah. Especially with that shirt you're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've always played games, of course. And uh, I would say recently really coming back into it and just playing games for the fun of it. And yeah, grew up, first system, Sega Master System, two with Alex the Kid of course and was that built in? that was built in built in, in. yeah and uh, <coughs> just uh, graduated and always traded in machines so never had more than one hmm. you know you've got those kids that have every machine that wasn't me I um, always traded them in so we upgraded to Mega Drive then good choice we went to PlayStation and the PlayStation died and then went back to Super Nintendo for a little bit. So we had that and then we got the PlayStation repaired. Hmm. Anyway, that's a whole other story, but did have the Super Nintendo for a small amount of time. Uh, and uh, yeah, love every other kind of game to the point where now I've realized that sports are games as well and that hmm. they're actually kind of fun. Hmm. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, without saying too much. Hmm. That's, that's basically me. Alright. And Matt? Yes. So I'm also a little bit younger than Mark. <laughs> this is brutal. <laughs> but not as not really not as, as little bit. More little bit? How do you... Yeah. Either way, I'm Without the giving oldest. it away. <laughs> uh, I've also played video games my whole life. 
as in like my earliest memories of me at home playing my Atari 2600. Mm. And yeah, video games, computer nerd. Mm-hmm. After the Atari, we had the Commodore 64 and then Mega Drive. Then after that, slid off to PC games. Mm. See, that's how you know that I'm younger. It's the first system. That's the metric, really. Yeah, the I think first it is. system. It's what was point. your first system, Mark? Well, it should be easy. To I answer. really, <laughs> not really. <laughs> I have vague memories, so um, maybe it's not as good a metric as I thought. Because <laughs> I remember the first games I was playing was probably Game and Watch. And oh wow! The, huh. And then the family got one of those. Um, you know those Is really that like the old guy juggling the balls like yeah yeah that's one of them greenhouse <laughs> donkey kong all of those people can't see what i'm doing but <laughs> I don't know how to describe that i know the game but <laughs> people listening won't know the game yeah. <laughs> um but yeah then my family got one of those really old uh well it wasn't old at the time the the pong systems you know where you flick a switch and it changes a different type of pong it's either tennis or it might be I don't know, baseball or something like that. It's basically a ball and a bat. Mm. Um, I've heard of those. Mm. That was before my time. Yeah, they were quite popular back in the day because that was pretty much all there was. Yeah. Is that with the dial? Yeah. Like the, yeah. The, the, the volume dial? Potential <laughs> dial. That's what the I was paddle, looking for. The paddle is what they call it. In game. Uh, paddle, that's right, yeah. yeah, with the one button. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think one of my earliest memories with gaming that really struck me was um, going into the arcades. I was a really young child at the time and my brother and and the cool kids would be playing Galaga and you know I'd walk up and play Pac-Man and that was the thing that I sort of really liked and Moon Patrol and but as for the first system I had. That's that's a good, (coughs) we'll have to come back to it but Pac-Man versus, I call it Galaga uh, maybe that's the Aussie way of saying it. I don't know. Mm, I've always called it Galaga. Yeah. Maybe it is Galaga. I've heard people say both. We'll come back to it. Hmm. But um, <laughs> I think the first system I owned... What would it have been? Probably the Commodore 64. Mm-hmm. I think. That makes a lot of sense, because you talk about it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it is my favourite system of all time. Mm. Yeah. Such I, a I don't even know what it looks like. What? what? Is that the Get one that's just like here. the keyboard? Yeah. You're off this podcast. <laughs> Which one's that one? <laughs> you failed the first <laughs> test. <laughs> it was like on the forum when I was like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll have to try that. I'll just do I download a C64 emulator? And he's like, well, it's on Atari, but yeah, here's an emulator. <laughs> yeah, no, the Commodore 64 was just, I don't know, it was just a. Everyone I knew wanted one, um, they didn't already have one, mm. and the, the amount of games that came out for it was just ridiculous, and the amount of good games as well. Um, so yeah, the Commodore 64 was a huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the system that all my friends had growing up to, yeah. like, it was so common at school. Mm. Mm. You still didn't answer my question though, what does it look like? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a keyboard. Oh, okay. It's so yeah, it is it's one, one of those systems. Yeah. Okay. But there's a few like that. There's a bunch like that of the uh, older 80s. Yeah. Big uh, 20, yeah. Amiga. Well, they're all Commodore systems. But yeah. yeah. Then you've got Specky, Atari 800. So they weren't as common here. Hmm. What video out did those have? RF. Oh, okay. 
So the TV so you can, antenna. You plug it into a TV. Yeah, and tune the channel. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. they did have, um, what do they call it, chroma? Is that what they call it? Um, the three... No, there was, one, it was one plug that goes into the back. I know because I've got it on my Commodore at the moment. And it goes to three plugs. One's audio, the other one's something, and then the other one's something to do with video. Yeah, so on the it's something like S-Video. But I'm not sure the Commodore one is exactly like that. Hmm. But something like that, yeah. They split out the video signal into two wires, hmm. slightly better than hmm. the composite. <laughs> yeah. Listen to us waxing lyrical about this yeah. system oh, that I, you have I, no idea about. My, I only yes. have used it in RF with the antenna back in the day. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I didn't have a monitor. We had TVs. So yeah. in my, my living room at home was the TV that everyone watched TV on and the TV right next to it, which we played the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I was just yeah. about to say, like, not everyone had, you know, a TV and a computer. He's like, no, I had two TVs mm. right next to each other <laughs> in the living room. Yeah. So, so someone's like watching the news and you're there, like playing. Yeah. And, and was, they didn't tell me this at the time, time, but later, like, my sister goes to me one day. Oh, we used to just watch you play the games half the time. <laughs> <laughs> watching people play games is fun. It is. Yeah. I used to do it a lot too. I remember watching my brother play Tenchu on PlayStation. Yeah. That game, I think, was frustrating to play, but fun to watch yeah. someone mm. else play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that might be going too far into our histories. Maybe we can talk more about that as we go on. Um, so why don't we go to our first segment? And I hesitate to call them segments, but <laughs> I guess it kind of, kind of is, or at least a way to structure the, the conversation. Mm -hmm. What have we been playing or doing in the last couple of weeks? Mm -hmm. Who would like to go first? I, I, can, I can go. Alright, please do. <laughs> it's, uh, I've actually been playing, and this is probably... I don't know. I guess it's not that weird. I've been playing... I bought on... Uh, what's the EA platform called again? Origin. Origin. I bought on Origin the Command & Conquer uh, ultimate pack or something it was 20 bucks and then they had some uh, I don't know if it was January or Christmas deal where you put in the code and you get like 25% off so it was 15 mm. bucks and it has like every Command and Conquer game that they've made except for the newest one which I don't even know what it's called there's quite a lot of them it's isn't apparently it? quite terrible so I'm not worried about that one. If you ask me, they're all terrible, but anyway, <laughs> go on. <laughs> I think we're going to have a good conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like uh, RTS games. I never have. Wow. <coughs> okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> I, so I also don't know how many there are. I've played the first one, but that's kind of it. There's a series. lot. There's Command & Conquer, the original, and then there's the whole Red Alert series. So there's the kind of like the two series, and then there's sequels so there's Red Alert 1, 2 and 3 and they all have expansions I think, I mean I'm no expert you know, there's probably people they're listening going uh -oh, there's this expansion oh, what are you talking about <laughs> it's okay um, Red Alert 1, 2 and 3 and 3 is like pretty recent like 2000 something um, <laughs> <laughs> no that's important when was it? I can look it up. Uh, because you know the 10 year rule. Really? If it's over 10 years, it's retro. Uh, oh. <coughs> no, oh. I buy this. So when you say recent, no. it's not necessarily. I don't, I don't the like case. this rule. No. Uh, <laughs> 2008. 
So there it's not go. retro. It's just retro. Oh, wait. <laughs> 10 years. It just what month was retro. it made? October. It's oh. not retro. Okay. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> not retro. Uh, yeah, so it's fairly recent. Um, <laughs> it's a modern, modern game. Um, and then there's, I think Command & Conquer 4 was the last one. But there's all these other weird spin-offs. Like there's one called Renegades, which is a first-person shooter. Maybe mm. you should play that. Probably not. Yeah. I think it's not. Oh, oh, yeah, I remember <laughs> that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's it's funny. Like, I think maybe I'm the perfect age group for games that have full motion video. I don't know how you feel about full motion video, but it's got a real special place for me, I think, with games. Huh. Um, I always thought it was more sort of goofy. Yeah, maybe. But the Command & Conquer ones, they, at least they started out trying to be serious, but I think they really? understood that they were getting goofy yeah. at some point and right. w ran with it. Well, they are kind of goofy, but I don't know, it's fun. It's a game. It's yeah, like, yeah. You know, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, we should probably look up some of the actors that were in it. I was going to do that beforehand, but I forgot about it till yeah. now. One or two household names. Yeah. There's a guy that I'm sure he's doing a voice in... Um, Rick and Morty now. So someone that's known, like recognisable when you see him. Anyway, he plays the president in Red Alert 2. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like Mediterranean kind of looking, so I don't think there's ever been a Mediterranean looking American president. Hmm. I can't say. <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, um, that's a bit of an aside. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I mostly bought it for Red Alert 2 and um, Command & Conquer Generals I played a lot of too, which was fun. But it's funny though now when I played it, I think Red Alert 2 was more fun than Generals. Hmm. Um, the idea with Generals is it was kind of like you had all these different Generals that had special abilities. So you had like the Super Weapon General who could build multiple, you know... Uh, ion cannons which is like the laser from the sky hmm. and then you had like an air force general who had these really strong um, planes and could send like big bomber planes over your base and stuff like that and they're the only two I remember because <laughs> they're the only two I ever used but <laughs> I'm sure that there's ones that, yeah, that's right there's a tank general and hmm. then who has extra strong tanks and different abilities like characteristics I think it's a pretty cool idea and it was fun but um, never had the full motion video stuff, which just made the game, I guess, fun to play. Mm. Although, I wouldn't ever play multiplayer now, I don't think. Because RTS in multiplayer, it's hard, you know? Yeah. Like, if someone knows what they're doing, yeah. they're just going to obliterate you. Yeah, and it kind of... Something about the difficulty in RTS, it's like, no matter how gradual the difficulty, it's like, there's a point where you can't beat it anymore where it's you can win you can win and then it gets really hard mm. or maybe i'm just not trying hard enough i don't know but i've been anyway i've been playing through the campaign of red alert 2 hmm. and on pc oh yeah you yeah said it was on ea origin yes <coughs> yeah and it's really fun all the videos are just yeah very silly and the game is fun though hmm. it's yeah um I had to fiddle around with some of the settings 
like it's not made to go above 800 by 600 resolution of course it's designed for 4 by 3 mm. um, you can it will go above it but you have to go into the files and you know change the settings on a text document mm. and the base game was fine when I went to the expansion Yuri's Revenge all this weird stuff was happening with the graphics it didn't didn't work very well so what what would happen if you just played it in that 800 by 600 resolution? It works fine. It works fine, but is it tiny? No, it stretches it to the screen oh, size. Oh, I see. So, okay. So it's squashed because it's now you're in widescreen, and yeah, it's just low resolution. Hmm. But oh, but it also so it doesn't it doesn't scale or anything because it's all like 2D graphics, right? So it's actually just bigger. So the lower hmm. the resolution, the bigger the units are on the screen hmm. and the less of the area you can see hmm. yeah so did they not bundle anything like with the pack that you bought to help you play it on a modern computer no no okay. not at that's all weird. <laughs> that's well, weird well I mean it uh, takes effort but yeah. I understand like there's some services that do that maybe I, I maybe I mean maybe I don't know enough about it but yeah, like, I mean, you would imagine that when you're buying something on a modern service where it's part of a pack and, you know, you're on Windows 10 or whatever, mm. you should be able to just install it and it works. Yeah. But, but it course, did work. It, the first game worked, but the expansion didn't, which is weird because oh, it's right. like, is, how is it different? Like, it's not... Mm. I think there was actually some technological leaps between them and there was some upgrades graphically to the expansion hmm. and so maybe that's why maybe it just happens that the way the engine works just doesn't work with modern graphics cards hmm. or something I don't know but yeah it's weird it just didn't actually to be honest I didn't even think about this before but I did up the resolution and then when I set it back down to the original 800 by 600 it worked okay so maybe I'm kind of griping when if I did just install <laughs> it out of the box <laughs> and play it, it would have been okay. Hmm. Um, it's only because I tried to make the resolution higher. Because hmm. basically, I ended up just having to put it back to 800 by 600 to yeah. play it. I'm just surprised right. anyone bought something from EA Origin. Uh, <laughs> well, normally I wouldn't. <laughs> sometimes you have to. You yeah. have to. Uh, I think you want if you want to play Battlefield these days. I think that's yeah, the right. only choice you got. Hmm. It's actually not bad, the platform, but uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it works fine. Hmm. Anything else? Anything else I've played? Um, I've been playing some PlayStation 1 games because when we moved a couple of months ago, uh, my wife found her little brother's PlayStation 1 and she said, <laughs> she's like, no, you can't play it, he might want it back. I'm like... Well, if he wants it back, I'll give it to him. But if, if he doesn't say anything, then I'll play it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, so I plugged it in. It worked, except the controller didn't work. So I had to buy a controller, and I saw one in cash converters for nine dollars. Not mm. a DualShock though. This is like the old first original. Uh, it feels yeah. really weird holding it. Mm. It's like an anorexic PlayStation <laughs> <one> controller. <laughs> um, but it works good. It was yeah, nine bucks and. Uh, I ended up buying a bunch of PlayStation 1 games from this from this Facebook group where people are selling it and yeah what did you get? they were 
Uh, okay, I got I got Wipeout 2097 just in case there's a competition for it at Fax next year. <laughs> uh, okay. What uh, is that a rumor or? No, it's not a rumor. I said to you, hey, they should do Wipeout 2097, and you were like, you should tell them. Maybe they'll do it. And so now we're telling them. I'm going to try and. And I'm remembering. <laughs> yeah. I think that would be a really good uh, thing, a really good competition. I think lots of people would enjoy that, and hopefully I'll win it and actually get a medal <laughs> at PAX. I don't think I will, because you always turn up, and you see people practicing, and you're like, that guy is so much better than me. Yeah. I thought I was good at this game. Yeah. There's a guy that's ten times better than me. Yeah. <laughs> that happened to me when I, um, I was thinking about going in the Street Fighter Two hyper fighting comp yeah. at one of the PAXs, and just sort of... Off and on, I don't know, I might, I might, I don't know, we'll see. And then walk up, see people practicing and just go, ah, no, no. <laughs> They'll just wipe the floor with me. Yeah. I, I might have been good back in the day, but no, not against these guys that know what they're doing. Something like Street Fighter, it's so icon iconic, though. There's always going to be people that are just crazy yeah. at that game. And then, but yeah, I feel like Wipeout is enough, it's sort of out of the mainstream enough to be like only maybe one person that's good or something like that and maybe I can just <laughs> are you trying to game the system is that what you're trying <laughs> no, to do no here? I would never do that <laughs> I never make a website and a forum and a podcast about that <laughs> uh, but it is a good game shit I shouldn't have said that um, anyway damn it <laughs> I'm like an evil villain that's just revealed his whole plan ah <laughs> oh, well no one's going to listen to this yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> what was I talking about? Oh yeah, Wipeout. It's a fun game. It's got a good sound. No, it is a good game. Yeah. I think that was what they did with PlayStation that was cool was, you know, I guess because it was Sony, they knew that audio, they knew the importance of audio mm. and having a good soundtrack and it makes such a big difference. And you see it in pinball. Mm. Like, having a good soundtrack makes a huge difference. Yeah, it does. Because music evokes emotions and mm. that's what you want when you're playing a game I think mm. and that game I mean I remember basically the reason I played it was for um, for that song Firestarter which uh, yeah. forgetting the name of the band now but Prodigy yeah yeah that was awesome and especially it just matched the game too because the whole game is about building speed and yeah, successfully making visceral. turns so that you don't stop yeah and you just, when you get that moment where you're like, oh, I'm going so fast, mm. and that song's playing, it's just the best feeling. Mm. <laughs> no, it is a great game. It's one of the um, one of the only 3D PS1 games that I really enjoyed. Mm. The other PS1 games that I re were really into were like the 2D stuff, mm. because the PS1 had the power to do like arcade perfect conversions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Wipeout is a great game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I got that. What else did I get? Um, try and be a bit more succinct. Uh, I got some light gun games. That was a whole... Actually, that pretty much was the whole saga of the PS1 to start with. Like, I wasn't particularly interested in the PS1 because really I feel like my era is really before that. Hmm. Um, but obviously did have one growing up and my dad always liked gun games and obviously you know you like what your dad liked to mm. some degree mm. <laughs> you, you know you just naturally get into it and um, they're fun too that helps 
and you're good um, at them. Well, that's because I played them like yeah, growing probably, up all the time. Yeah. So we had a variety of gun games. Um, we had uh, there's one called Crypt Killer, which I'm not sure if it was on PlayStation or like Sega CD. I think it might be Sega CD. Not but sure we also I've heard of it. Yeah, you wouldn't have because it wasn't. I don't think it was very popular. It's kind of mm. like House of the Dead, but it was before House of the Dead. Mm. Um, and then there's uh, Lethal Forces we had on Sega CD, and that was good. Um, you had a Sega CD. We had a Sega CD. Yeah, oh, yeah. there wasn't many people who had them. It's yeah. not bloody expensive at the time. I think because my dad was, because he was a musician, he was into music, and he was. Because he was into music, he was into hi-fi and always wanted like the best stereo system and that bled into like also TVs and because he also liked video games, luckily for me, hmm. into video games as well. Hmm. And we didn't necessarily always had, have like the new system when it came out, but at that point we did and I think it was because it was CD too because he was, you know, someone who was, you know, a young adult in the transition from records to CDs so CDs mm. was like a really big deal because it was yeah. like super it's high quality tech. audio yeah and which is ironically <coughs> now I'm you know everyone's not everyone I've got a record player and I'm like hey dad I got this <laughs> record player it's so cool yeah. and he's like looking at it like why would you be listening to records <laughs> <laughs> and it must be so funny from his perspective but it's just anyway and now it's gone the other way around but anyway yeah so um, yeah so I think because of that we had the Sega CD, and yeah, we had the the first version too, where like you have the PlayStation, PlayStation, Mega Drive yeah. sitting on top yeah, of it. Yeah, that's the one I had. Yeah, mm. and I yeah. still don't know how I managed to afford that. We had time. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat was great on the on yeah, because it was like an arcade. Well, the arcade. Mega Drive version of um, version. Mortal Kombat was. As close to Arcade Perfect as you would get on the 16-bit platform, certainly better than the Super Nintendo version, but the Mega CD version also had the, the full motion video intro sequences, Is that the, the proper music. Difference? Yeah. Because I played it the other day on one of those new Mega Drive HD flashback things, and I, it felt bad in comparison to... If I would ever play that, I'd play it on like a main port. Oh yeah, the arcade's so much better. Okay. But I mean, in, right. in terms mm. of how it feels, the moves you can do, and all that kind of stuff, yeah. it's, it's very, very similar to the arcade. Okay. And actually I found out, probably a long time after, you know, like thinking about it back in the day, the whole war around which version is, of Mortal Kombat is better, the SNES or the Mega Drive version, Everyone was saying the SNES because, you know, it looked so much better. But being the person that I was who was just stupidly into Mortal Kombat at the time, I knew that <laughs> the Mega Drive version had the much better arcade port because it played like the arcade. But yeah, I found out much later that the SNES version was, act was actually ported very faithfully, but ported a really early ROM set. Yeah. So it was a ROM set of the arcade where it was still very buggy, you could trap someone in the corner and just mash on the punch buttons and the other guy couldn't do anything, they couldn't get out of there and their health would just drain away and they yeah. die. Yeah. So the SNES version is a very faithful port, but just of a bad ROM set. Mm. So anyway, that digress again. That, that, that's also a good measure of our difference in age because when I was playing Mortal Kombat, 
I was not old enough to understand any of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, I, I, I did the freeze move, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had the little controller with the joystick thing, and I'll never forget my best friend from primary school. <laughs> he came over. Yeah, I had this little, it was like, it was a pad, like a Sega pad, and it had the screw hole yeah, in the yeah, middle, and you screw the little yeah, joystick yeah. in, so it's like playing on an arcade, like a tiny arcade <laughs> controller. And... I was I had it for like three days before he came over on the weekend and I was using it and it was fun and everything. He came over. First time he tries to do a, a move, snaps it off. <laughs> broken. <laughs> Just gone. Nice. <laughs> oh man, that was heartbreaking. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. So that was my experience of Mortal Kombat One. But we did mm. have it on Sega C D and And that was a great version. Yeah, I remember it being good. But now I'm realizing maybe my memory is not. Oh yeah, well it doesn't compare to the arcade, like we said. Yeah. But it was the best you could get on 16-bit platforms. Mm. Yeah. So uh, why were we talking about that? Oh yeah, I was talking about the gun games that I had. Mm. So we had Lethal Enforcers on Sega CD, and then moved to PlayStation and Mega of course. <laughs> Sorry, it's Sega CD in the US. Oh, Mega CD. Oh, you know why I call it Sega CD now? Because whenever you search for it online, you have yeah. to type like yeah, Sega CD or yeah. Genesis. Yeah. And so I get used to calling it that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Sorry, I'm being pedantic. Like when you're doing it on eBay, like Lethal Enforcers Sega CD. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, it's still too expensive. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, yeah. I keep um, diverting you off the path that you're on. I think it's a natural experience of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> i think so too it should be encouraged <laughs> yeah i agree we've got to stretch this out you know <laughs> um yeah so uh then of course eventually got to uh g-con guns with the time crisis and i never owned point blank um i think i might have hired it a couple of times hmm. and always loved it but I think it was like one of those things where you, when you're a kid you don't really know but it seemed like too kiddy or immature and mm. I, I, my perception was that no one else was interested in that, it was only me and so you felt like you couldn't, you couldn't buy it because no one else wanted it kind mm. of thing. Mm. But now I'm like, Point Blank is the best gun game It's ever. actually, yeah, quite <laughs> popular in the retro scene. Yeah. It's, it's a great game. Because it's fun. Yeah. Um, you see it in tournaments all the time now. Yeah, and it's more than just a gun game. It's a puzzle game too, you mm. know. Um, you won't go to a barcade without a point blank. There's always a point yeah. blank. Even I said, uh, I saw it, Scott had one at the Henson. and Did he really? Yeah. I don't think it's there now. I don't know where it is. But I saw it and I was like, oh, point blank. He's like, yeah, that's a great game. And I think what he really meant was it's a great earner <laughs> or a bit of right. both. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I love it. It's a great game. And we had... What else? There was another one. I've forgotten now. Oh, well. I'll remember it some other time. Mm-hmm. And no one's listening. <laughs> I had another gun game, too. Oh, that's right. The Die Hard Trilogy. I played that a lot, too. Uh. The Die Hard Trilogy was a PlayStation game that was three games in one. And it was like... Hence the trilogy. The three Die Hard movies. So, But they're all different. So this... Die Hard 1 was like a third person running around shooting kind of game where you had to go around and rescue hostages and like it was like each level 
was there was certain noun of hostages throughout the level and you had to go around and collect them, um, rescue them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Die Hard 2 was the gun game and so you had to have a light gun to play that. Well, you could play it with moving the crosshair, but pff, mm. who does that? Mm. It's boring. And then Die Hard 3 was a driving game and you had to drive around the city. It's so funny games like that now when you think about it. It makes no sense. The whole thing was you had to defuse bombs or... But the way you defuse them is you drive your car into them. Yep. <laughs> and you kind of... A little bar runs down or... No you, no, no, you just drive into them once. The whole thing was it was like a time limit. A bit like it felt similar to Crazy Taxi in, in that you're driving through traffic and you have a limited time hmm. and someone's guiding you. Because I don't know if you remember that movie, yeah. but it's got Samuel L. Jackson. And the whole thing is like Samuel L. Jackson is this taxi driver who knows the city really well. And then you have John McLean, who's played by that guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows. Um, and uh, so the taxi driver is like guiding him through the city because he knows it really well, you know. Hmm. And so the taxi driver is telling you which way to turn whenever you come to an intersection. Hmm. And yeah, getting back to what I was saying before, the way you defuse the bomb is by driving into it, and it could be like um, a telephone box or like a um, hydrant or something like that, and the car bounces off it, does this kind of mid-air float thing, and then lands back, and then the bomb will blow up, and that's apparently success. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's one of these things, that you look at it now sense. and go, what? <laughs> But there is a, like, after you hit a number of bombs, I think you have to hit, like, three or four or something. And then there's a boss where they're in a car and you have to smash into the car a bunch of times. Like Chase HQ or something like yes, that? Yes, exactly like that, except mm. 3D. Right. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, so, but it was actually, well, I remember it being fun. Um, so I do have it. I still have it. Hmm. So I'll have to play it and see. T- I'll report back and tell you... Do Does a funometer. A funometer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Introducing new terms into the podcast. Yep. So yeah, that was the other like kind of game I had, and yeah, so I've been playing a bunch of those. I've got Point Blank. I've got Time Crisis because, y- you know, you could buy a G Con and and Time Crisis just comes with it. It's like falls mm. in your lap. Mm. Um, <laughs> there's some other Time Crisis version which I haven't seen before I can't remember what it's called it almost seems like an expansion or something I have to check it out hmm. um, yeah I got Crash Bash because my wife really loves that game from her childhood but Crash Bash is that Crash Bandicoot? Crash Bash is yes Crash Bandicoot but it's a game that's kind of like Mario Party without the oh, board game okay. element Right. so you play all these um, mini games yeah I think I have played that yeah, it's it's not bad, not as good as Mario Party, but it's mm. it's pretty good. It's mm. fun, um, and then each time there's like basically levels, and you play four games, and once you win them all, you play a boss battle. Once you beat that, you go up a level, and then it's got the same four games and a new one and a new boss, and but they're like a little bit harder. Like they add an extra element to the game. Mm-hmm. So, um, like for example. There's one where it's like Pong. It's like a four-way Pong. So you always have four players. And these steel balls come out into the play field and they bounce around. And you're in this little ship that bounces 
like a pong thing bounces the balls away and you have to protect your space and mm -hmm. you've got like 20 lives or something and if you let 20 balls through then you, you're gone mm. um, so you've got to just keep bouncing them away and try and be the last survivor mm -hmm. and then the second time the next level you go up then you've got like this um, this kind of sucker thing so you can hold down the X button and suck the balls into your ship and hold on to them and then shoot them out and so the idea is the strategy is you'd get like one ball on each side because it's well I don't know if Pong was like this but those like those block games where if you hit it on the side of your paddle it bounces yeah, like Pong at an angle yeah. yeah probably so, more Arkanoid as well right like, like that, that. Yeah. yeah so you'd grab like one on each side and then shoot like a fork at the other side and mm -hmm. they can't block both of them so mm. yeah so it gets more complicated like as you go higher and higher yeah um but um yeah it's it was fun but my my wife kind of <laughs> we got, we got it like a little bit we got we played it for like an hour and then she's like it's hard now i don't want to play anymore <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like ah oh, i feel like i've just destroyed like this nice memory you had of this oh, game because right. now you're not enjoying it anymore <laughs> but um all that happens i think that's just i don't know it's like a different perspective on games like i kind of see it as a challenge like i'm like try again we can get this you know mm -hmm. and i kept telling her like let's try it again let's try it again and keep trying till we get it basically mm -hmm. and she was just like eh i could be reading a book yeah <laughs> i'm like okay that's cool. I'll, I'll play games on my own. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Anything else? <laughs> I could go on forever. Oh, okay. <laughs> Even though it's only been the last two weeks. Do you want me to keep going? You can. There's more. <laughs> <laughs> I played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 for a bit. Alright. Yeah, I started a game of that. And I played Destruction Derby 2. I got that as oh, well. Oh, I love Destruction Derby. I don't... No, if I played Destruction Derby 2. Okay, the big thing in number 2 is that now the cars can flip on their heads. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that being like the head explosion-y thing like of the time. Like, oh, now the cars can flip over. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the weird thing is you can flip a car and get zero points, but if you make them do a 360, you get like 50 points. Hmm. I don't know if you remember the way the game worked. No, it's been it, too long. It was all about getting points by making cars spin around so you have to like t-bone them as they're going around the corner you hit them like on the back oh, side yeah, yeah, and yeah. try and make them yep. spin around but then the way you game the system is <laughs> you don't drive around the track you just sit on the track at an angle and wait for them to smash into you <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then yeah, they just yeah, you just sit yeah. there like that and then they go like this and just spin and you get points hmm. <laughs> sometimes you like like i would sit facing the direction so they're coming this way, and then they try and dodge you, but you just the drive in can't front of them. See any of this, by the way? <laughs> oh yeah, all the hand signals. <laughs> we get the idea. We sit at a forty-five degree angle, with your nose facing the way they're coming, and then you just yeah drive forward or reverse depending on how they try and dodge your car. Works wonderfully well. Mm. It's a cool game. Yeah, but I guess really the fun was in the final stage when you're in the big round arena and everyone's like trying to reverse <laughs> into each other mm. for hours. <laughs> Wasn't that the strategy of the first one, just reverse all the time? It's always reverse because, well, even in real destruction derbies, because yeah. the front of the car the where the engine yeah, is, yeah. you want to keep the engine going, right? So yeah. you reverse. But in the game, 
you've got like your little car in the bottom right corner or something and you've got little arrows indicating how much damage you've got yep. and it goes from green to yellow to orange to red if it's black you're totally damaged in that area and mm. if you hit someone and make them spin from that angle like from that part of your car the black part that's damaged um, you won't get any points so it doesn't count so mm. if you totally damage your rear end then you can't get points by reversing into people because yeah. it's worth nothing yeah yeah so but yeah so the strategy you also get a decent amount from um, destroying someone's engine so if they've got white smoke coming out of the front of their car you can try and hit them on the front to mm. end their engine yeah you're bringing back a lot of memories right now it brought even more back when I actually played it. <laughs> Funny that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a fun game. It was, yeah, such a cool idea, and it's weird that... It's weird that you don't see things like that coming back now. They don't try it again. Mm. I think... Imagine that now with the graphics that they do, like a Burnout-style, you know, no, a destruction yeah, derby. I wish they'd release a new... Well, a new version of Burnout Paradise. There's a HD version getting released shortly, actually, mm. which I'm looking forward to. But yeah, Burnout Paradise being my favourite game mm. of all time. Mm. I'd Excellent. love to see a new one. Yeah. I think they do things like that in Grand Theft Auto, actually. Like, you can get mods, like Destruction Derby mods and stuff like that. Mm. So many mods. Yeah. But I actually haven't played much of that game. Anyway, it's mm. different. Yes, maybe we should move on to someone else. Actually, recently I haven't played anything because of a different reason. Okay. So you're setting us up for a big house. story here. No. You're getting a new job. No, but I'll save that story for later. So okay. we'll go back a bit. You so sold then your entire game's collection. No. <laughs> Are we supposed to be guessing the reason? No. He's going to tell us later. Yeah, later. Oh. So most recent games I had been playing with like Destiny 2. Oh, yeah. Oh. And modern games. Modern games, yeah. I don't play that many old ones lately. And is that good? I've heard it's mixed. A, it's a lot like the first one. So actually, I is played. I played a ton. <laughs> I haven't played either. I played a ton of Destiny One. That was really good. Um, there was a lot of bad press about that game. Two. Destiny One. Really? Uh, originally. Oh, kind yeah, of. I mean, it's, it's a bit of. It's I think it was really disappointing. I think they promised a lot and delivered some of it, and then maybe delivered more later. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they they fixed it all up with um, expansions and patches and I think I mean you're Even the one the who's game was it, a bit so. of a grind right the, I think they're in the most criticism I could give to the game as it was released was the bosses were like really uninteresting like you would just sit there and shoot them hmm. for, oh. for 15 minutes and then they die okay right. you yeah, dodge a few things right but it take a long time to kill anything the bosses yeah, and they fun. didn't really do much I mean, that's on par with, like, the end of the Destruction Derby round when there's, like, two people, <laughs> you know, reversing. Going round and round. And and you think, I can stick this out, but then yeah. eventually you just get to a stage where you're like, I just have to retire from this. I won anyway, so what's the point? <laughs> yeah. No one's going to get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess they did improve the game. And otherwise, it was still fun. I mean, it's, 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 you grind, you get loot, you know, you improve your character. Mm. Did you play so it with system. people you know? Or yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, which is... That's that kind of game, you've got to play it with ah. someone. Yeah. Mm. Probably, you, yeah, by yourself. Do you have people to play games with you? No. <laughs> that's a new thing. <laughs> that's that why I play Red Alert um, campaigns, because I don't <laughs> have any PC friends. by yourself. Yeah. Oh. 
and appreciate Mediterranean president. <laughs> <laughs> so is that playing with a uh, plock? While you're talking, I'm going to look up the guy and tell you what other stuff he's been in. You should do that. <laughs> I'm going to get another beer too. Yeah, please. Uh, yeah, I'll have one. So yeah, was that with plock? No? No. Oh, new gaming friends. No, old ones. Oh. The Vinces. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Because actually Vince played Destiny 1, but on PlayStation 3, whereas I had it on 360. <laughs> so we never, we never could play it together. Um, and Destiny 2, what's that like? Yeah, I mean, it probably is better than the first game, but it's, it's, it's similar enough that I'm not super interested in it. Hmm. So that's mostly what you've been playing, or is there other stuff? And if we roll back even further, the other game I had been playing lately was Heroes of the Storm. Oh. I don't know. So that's the Blizzard MOBA game. So if you know Dota, oh, yeah, you know okay. LOL. Yeah. It's the Blizzard one. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I have a bit of a gap in my knowledge with modern yeah. games. It's yeah. fun. But it's very, like, it's all skirmishes. I was going to say in comparison to those other games, but I feel like maybe you haven't played those <laughs> no, either. No, I haven't played those <laughs> <laughs> my, my attachment to modern gaming, well, besides the odd thing here and there, um, on my PS4 or Xbox One, um, is through podcasts. I listen to, like, Giant Bombcast, Idle Thumbs, and that's yeah. about it. It seems odd that you can consume games through that medium. But I know it's possible, because I also do that. Mm. I don't have a PS4 or an Xbox One, but I listen to game podcasts, mm. and that's how I know about Destiny. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've never too. played it. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> so. I listen to these guys simply because I've been listening to them for more than a decade. Mm. Um, yeah, and I just love listening to them. I love mm. their opinions and so forth, and whether I'm playing the games or not doesn't really matter. I just enjoy listening to them. Yeah. Yeah. But I do play some modern games, but not as much as you guys do. Well, what do I you mean not as much as I do? I don't have a PS4 <laughs> or an Xbox One. No, I was just about to say, <laughs> I, I think the distinction is PC and, games. And also, I don't when play PC on my games. PC, when I play Counter-Strike and someone throws a smoke grenade, I have a problem. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> that was a problem back in the day when Counter-Strike released. Is it still a problem? It's a problem for me. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> yes. like you need a new computer. Yeah, I do. Mm. I'm too busy spending money on... Yeah, let's not go there. It still blows my mind that Counter-Strike is still a thing. Yeah, well, it's like the second highest game after PUBG. I know, but it's just... On Steam. Just bizarre to me, because I remember back in the day, I hate to say the term in the day, but... <laughs> <laughs> when playing Quake competitively, Quake 2, Quake 3, oh, and then this game Counter-Strike came along. the glory days. <laughs> <laughs> you know, going to lands with 200 people and stuff yeah. like that, and then Counter-Strike came along, and all us Quake players looked at it and went, what's this shitty thing? <laughs> you know, it's all jerky, it's slow, it's 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 not twitchy, it was, it's it was realistic. On there, was, there was a few jokes that I'm recalling now. Die. Yeah. <laughs> it was on Half-Life Engine, so we're all used to Quake the way Quake worked. Yeah. And so that's why I felt funny. And yeah, you die instantly. Yeah. You, it, the joke we had as well, like, all you got to do is crouch. You oh, camp, yeah, camp yeah. and crouch and yeah, you can yeah, win. camping. That's right. Yeah. When camping was a big thing. Yeah. And I just never thought it would take off. 
and yet <laughs> Boy, slowly over wrong. time, <laughs> even not over you know a long time, over took a short off period and hasn't of time, refueled for about. Well, not only years. took off, not only took <laughs> off, but it just destroyed Quake as well. Yeah. Quake became nothing. Became the outsider. Yeah, I've always been bitter ever since. <laughs> <laughs> I know the outsider feeling because I was into Team Fortress at that time, and it was just like, oh. Well, that's still going. Those Counter-Strike people think they're so cool. <laughs> Team Fortress is more fun. Yeah. yeah. Team Fortress is still going, and that's sort of is it? morphed into Overwatch now, hasn't yeah. it? It's pretty much well, the TF2 similar. is popular, and Overwatch is popular now. Being How many people do you want to offend? <laughs> <laughs> I want to offend everyone, It's basically the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you see someone dressed up as a Team Fortress character at PAX, just walk up to them and say, What Overwatch you know, character are you? That's the thing, eh? <laughs> a couple of years ago, that Team Fortress costumes were everywhere, yeah. and now that's, that's it's all the way down. Overwatch. It's all Overwatch. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like almost Blizzard just tried to make it a challenge to do cosplay for Overwatch. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, make a lot it of people seem to enjoy it. <laughs> uh, that can't be true. Remember that guy in the? I forget the, the character. Reinhardt. Yeah. The big robot. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. There's a guy what? like his head was touching the roof. Oh yeah, yeah, that was pretty awesome. I don't <coughs> think you can enjoy packs when you're in one of those. No, no, you wouldn't. No, you'd be no, popular though. No, but people go. The cosplayers go to show the costume, not well, necessarily guess, to see the show. I guess for them, when they're doing the it. fun is like taking pictures with people and people appreciating the costume. Mm. So, yeah, it's a different kind of fun. <coughs> Um, Anything else from your side, Matt? Um, so, uh, so, Left 4 Dead 2 Left is another one. Two. So it's not quite the newest ah. game, but it's still kind of modern. Hang I on, is it 10 years old? Yeah, about that. So it's yeah. retro. Is it? No. It doesn't count. <laughs> I said this before. Come on, I don't this is the rule. That's not the rule. This it's not my rule. rule. It's not my rule. It's Did 3D. <laughs> it doesn't count. Did you buy it's it recently? No. Oh, I, we had, okay, so we played tons of this on 360. It's one of the greatest games. Me, you, and Plot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we should on play expert it. level, we yeah, finished every single campaign. Oh, I want to play with I want Cade, all the achievements. Huh? Three Do you what? have three people? Four. Who's the four? Oh, what, you mean who, three, four people to play with? Yeah. No, we used to Do play three-player. But then uh, oh, eventually no, yeah, we had Steve. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. He joined us. I just wanted to know if I could be the fourth player. Oh, Sitting anyway. alone, playing PC and Red Alert. <coughs> he just wants to be friends with people. <laughs> <laughs> so recently, another friend decided they wanted to play it, and we've been going through all the campaigns on Expert, and then all the campaigns on Expert Realism. And we're passing them eventually. What's Are Realism? We? Okay, it's an extra mode that they added to the PC version. That... Um, so I don't know that the... I don't think you take more health, but... When, okay. The main thing that's hard about it is you can't just shoot zombies anymore. They don't die that quickly. Uh. You got they take tons more hits to take them down unless you're doing headshots. Right. right. That does um, sound realistic. Well, if zombies you were real. You might need oh, and you okay. Might need a Counter Strike player. And the other that. the <laughs> other problem is the all you, all the other players get highlighted normally. So if they if they yeah. they walk outside and go around the corner, you can kind of see where they are. Yeah. Yeah. So if they go down, you know you can run out. Mm -hmm. There's no highlights mm. as well, like pickups. So you, you looking, you scavenging for items or whatever. They don't highlight the items, mm. so you've got mm. to 
pay a more attention about yeah. what you... You're sure they didn't have this in 360? Uh, no, okay. we would have done it. Right. And also, how did you play a first-person shooter on a 360? No, we're just that good. <laughs> <laughs> no, we played it a lot. Speaking of playing first-person shooters on 360, yeah. I have to mention my little stepbrother, who a couple of weeks ago I walked in on him playing, I think it was Battlefield 1. He's like, oh... Yeah, I'm playing Battlefield 1. I just got this new PC, this new gaming PC. And I'm like, why are you playing with a controller? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, just used to it. From yeah, playing. I'm like, put that thing down. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, just okay. offending more and more people. We're playing on Windows now, yeah. So the thing was that I somehow found that I had it in my Steam account. I don't remember buying it. Like, it must have come really? with something, yeah. Mm. So I left a Dead 2 in my Steam Speaking of Left 4 Dead 2 and Steam accounts. So, okay, I've got a question for you though. When you play, does it have blood? Uh, yeah, so there's a thing that happened that they patched the game after our 18 rating yep. happened in Australia. They included a patch that you could download to fix okay. all that stuff. Oh, right. I remember that. Yeah, so we played on 360. We imported, yeah, yeah. We imported like the European version just oh, so that we yeah, could have it. I yeah. remember that. <laughs> wow. Right. Yeah. So that we can have all the gore and all that stuff, yeah. you know. Actually, not a weird thing to do. That's what we would do. That's what we did do. That was cool. Weird at all. It sounds <laughs> totally rational to me. Yeah. I, I did a similar thing. I have an, a Steam account that's based in New Zealand, and someone there bought the game and put it on the account. Yeah. And I don't remember what the password. I've got another Steam account, and it's got one game left for it too. <laughs> and it's like the New Zealand version. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I can't. I don't. I can't play it now on my normal account because I don't actually own the game. Hmm. I don't know. I can probably. You should check. A, it's probably in there. Yeah, I just have to I do a lost it. password, or I don't. Can't remember what the email uh, was though. Uh, I would have just made some Gmail email, like hmm. you know, jagojp two at email dot com or something like that. Hmm. What was your password? jagojp three. I don't remember. Yeah, I wish I'd remembered. So then Valve I could tell everybody. Just, Valve might have just given it to you. It might be in your Steam account. No, I don't think so. Okay. But I did see it for sale and I was thinking about buying it, but then it stopped me because I was like, is that going to be the version with blood? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I thought there was probably something where they changed it because we do have an R rating now, don't we? Mm. Yeah. Mm. So is it R or? Yeah. So yeah. I guess they resubmitted it and then had that. Patch. Yeah, because it was ridiculous. Anyway. That's another conversation. Yeah. Which part was ridiculous? Not having the rating? You yeah, not having an yeah, R rating yeah, yeah, for yeah, video yeah. games. Yeah, yeah. Stupid. Anyway. Cool. So what... What were we talking about? Left 4 Dead 2. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I want to play that with you guys. That'd be fun. Yeah, it's one of my favourite games. Yeah. The problem yeah, yeah. is, I don't play games on PC. Because <coughs> I don't have one. Is, is it on Mac now as well? Oh, it probably is, actually. But this is this is it. I'm, I'm pointing okay. at my MacBook okay. Air right now, which is my only computer. Yeah. Which is not good enough to play anything. It's a pretty old game. Look at you adulting. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I've know. only got one computer and I use it for work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got enough games to play. I don't need more. It's true. Surely. When you've got arcade machines in your house. I mean, can you imagine having arcade machines in your house? Like I can. Back in, back in the day. Oh, yeah, I know. can't see my air quotes. You know, it might seem kind of stupid, and it probably is, but just no, about every time stupid. I go into my arcade, I think about that. It doesn't and seem just stupid. Think, this is awesome. 
I'm yeah. standing here in front of the games that I absolutely loved when I was a kid mm. and never would have even imagined that I'd have them and yet there they are yeah so yeah it's weird that that's similar to something else I was thinking not long ago which is as our generation gets older and has children and those children grow up as parents we're the first generation of parents to understand like video gaming and you know as part of a life like as part of your lifestyle or, mm. you know I mean not that I would say you know video games are life or anything but how you can have a balanced lifestyle and still enjoy playing video games mm. as part of your life mm. you know um, like I remember as a kid my dad a lot of the time saying it's for entertainment you know and uh, it's interesting how your perspective changes over time but I mean and he was someone who liked video games mm. so can you imagine like his dad who was like it's a waste of time yeah <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> um, so now then when our kids grow up they're growing up in a world where it's normal for that to be yeah. part of your life yeah and I think our generation does understand that mm. it's not a bad thing mm. it can actually lead to careers and relationships and all those things because that's what's happened to us yeah well, I think it can it can help you with development too in terms of like teaching you about problem solving mm -hmm. and how to be responsible for your own learning and how to yeah learn things on your own because a lot of the time games are about problem solving mm. and it's you know like I was talking about me playing Crash Bash with my wife her perspective on it was different to me where I was like no we can do it we just need to keep playing so that we get better at the game mm. and then we'll be able to beat it and get to the next level mm. um, and I think when you grow up playing games it teaches you that like it's about reward for the effort that you put in mm. um, so you know yeah yeah no I completely agree with you and I remember reading some research couple of years ago or something like that saying that um, the video game generation or certainly people who play video games regularly um, they are particularly good in emergency situations because they're able to quickly mm -hmm. compartmentalize mm -hmm. different parts of things and pull yep. it apart and figure out yeah. what needs to be done where very yep. quickly yeah. compared to people who don't play video games yeah. so that makes sense yeah. like I've always thought that I mean Let's just talk about me for a second here. Let's, <laughs> please. <laughs> I've always felt that one of my skills, or not a skill, it's a strength, is quickly learning things. And I think that that's because I grew up playing video games. Mm. Because, and any game, and I think that's why I enjoy games so much. It's almost like, like I know I'm good at learning something, so I'm going to bet that I can learn this faster than you, which mm. means that I'm going to win, because you're not going to know what you're doing mm -hmm. and I know how things are working yep so I'm going to win this game because I've learnt it quicker than you yeah <laughs> that's I think that's yep. why I enjoy it and that's pretty much I guess that's pretty selfish but mm. no I don't think so like I said I, I could be wrong yeah and like you said it's just this is the generation that's grown up with video games and it's normal now it's absolutely normal everyone plays video games yeah yeah and I think I, I would actually it sort of leads into that that topic that I'd proposed before about AAA games and how 
uh, <coughs> people are very unhappy with certain games um, and the quality that some publishers are producing and I think that the publishers are getting away with it because the consumers don't know what they're buying and I think that's going to change as our generation gets older and becomes parents of the children that want the product because we know we can look at something and go that's made by EA it's trash oh come <laughs> on now it. come on now <laughs> <laughs> maybe modern EA yeah yeah I take it oh point. no absolutely modern EA like yeah some of the I, games I adore um, original worlds yeah original back in the day EA mm. yeah they made some of the best goddamn games yeah absolutely but that's like any business starts from somewhere and Obviously, they had to be successful to get to where they are now. Mm. But unfortunately, it gets to a stage where it's so big that you have like investors involved and stuff, and mm. they just want the 3% increase over year over year or whatever. Mm. Um, and they'll do it any way that they can. Mm. I think this is a massive debate, but uh, I think that part of the problem with some of those AAA games is that the consumer isn't critical, and that's because... They're either a child who doesn't know the difference or an adult who doesn't know about video games and therefore doesn't know the difference. Hmm. And when you have that consumer, they can't be critical about the product and therefore they just buy whatever the child wants. Hmm. And that's how some Didn't of we the do publishers that back are getting in the day anyway. Well, maybe we did, but I guess the industry was in its infancy where... I don't know, maybe they had something to prove enough that it meant that the developers put the effort in to make the games good. I think also, back then, there were less people involved in, in making the game. Mm. So there were, it was more a person's creative vision mm. as opposed to a that's product. True. Yeah, maybe Nowadays, that's true. it's more of a product because you yeah. have 200, 300, 1,000 people working on yeah. a game. Yeah. Like sometimes the credits at the end of a game goes longer than the game you just yeah. played. It's just ridiculous. I suppose nothing's changed in terms of like you see in um, if you go into a cash converters or a games traders and you look at the the Mega Drive games or the Super NES games on the shelf, half of them are sports games. Hmm. And so that's not really different from today where it's the same thing for three sixty or any other system because, you know, EA make a new one every year. Hmm. So maybe it's not changed as much as I think, but hmm. anyway. I think, and we're, we're getting into one of the topics we're going to hmm. touch on in, in the podcast, but I think the major difference between games that we might call retro and probably even further back than 10 years, which is the barometer of retro, Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> the main difference I think for me is that modern games or at least AAA games are huge and they're way too long I, I also mm. have the same problem with to a lesser degree movies yep. that go on for way too long these days <laughs> but <coughs> Star Wars <laughs> <laughs> yeah just about any movie and even the movie I enjoy it still just goes on forever but games these days they it seems to be this thing where people expect 400 hours or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it's so insane to me to play a game for four hour, 400 hours. Hmm. I mean, I, as 
we well sort of touched on we didn't really but because i've been getting back into counter-strike lately not that i played it for a while like two weeks that's that's a really long time in counter-strike out time <laughs> i probably <laughs> lost my ranking we'll put it that way. <laughs> um i'm i think i'm up to like 250 hours or something mm. and that's like i'm still a noob mm. quotes noob but that's a that's a different thing i think that's a okay maybe it is i think it is i think it's a game where you're you're developing skills you've already experienced everything the game has to offer mm. but you're developing your skills within the game well or as i'm talking about say triple a games mm. which is a one experience you, you start at the beginning and you're progressing to the end to an ending mm-hmm. and it just seems to go on forever like i said yeah. maybe people are expecting 300 hours or something like that right that's where so i have the problem you I mean, mean like i play a bon- narrative that goes on for a yeah. really long time yeah okay it goes on for yeah. too long and the main problem i have with picking up a modern game these days is i throw it in there I, I can play it and, and that's all good and I'll play it for an hour two hours three hours four hours really enjoy it then I'll put it down and then you know I go off and I go to work for a week or doing whatever I'm going to a pinball comp or something or other mm. I'll come back you mean life balance something like that yeah. <laughs> to a degree I'll want to come back to that game and I, I, I'll try come back to the game in three or four weeks pick up the controller and have no fucking idea what to do again mm. because they take you through the tutorial of how to play the game mm. then you play that four hours worth of game and you, you're kind of getting used to okay this does this this does that then you leave the game for three four weeks and come back to it again and you've forgotten all the the button controls and all that kind of stuff and maybe that's a sounds so old right now. I know, I was, <laughs> was going to say that, but I don't think the it is. The twosies and the what's it? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but I don't think it is. I actually think I'm a better gamer than what I was back in the day. But, and maybe it's a patience thing. I don't have the patience to, to learn the intricate details. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I picked up, what was it, Resident Evil 4... Oh, that's a Revelations good game. Revelations 2? Oh, or Revelations. What? <laughs> no, not Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil something or other, Revelations okay. 2. Ah. It was on the PS4. Okay. And a great game, I really enjoyed I it. I thought you meant just Resident Evil 4 full stop. Yeah. Oh, that's that, a, there yeah, was a that's double a expansion. But that's a long Resident Evil time ago. Was this was a PS4 game. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's a great game, and I really enjoyed it. But like I said, then I came back to it after a month because I was doing whatever. And I couldn't remember the controls, and so that was the main barrier of entry to me. Like, yep. do I want to spend another hour faffing about remembering mm. what to do, mm. or I can go play pinball or something? Yeah. So, and it's because playing the game pinball, is so the long. Controls are easy to remember. It's left, right, and nudging. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> I mean, it could be. Yeah, it could be something to do with me, and you know, just not having the patience for that kind of thing anymore like when I was a kid you'd mm-hmm. sit down and you would just play for 10 hours and then mm. go to bed and you get up again and you do it again yeah 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 I think definitely a stretched out narrative is not a lot of fun especially when you're when you have limited time and you're mm. already in your mind you're like do I want to 
spend. It's almost like an investment. Am I sinking this time into this game or am I doing some work or something, mm. you know? Mm. Because when you put some time into work, you feel good about yourself afterwards. You're like, I did the right thing. If you Sometimes. play the video game, you're like, <laughs> you're like, feel shitty about yourself because you did the wrong thing, mm. sort of. Mm. Um, or you feel like you've wasted your time. When yeah. And if there's like some, you know, exposition or some bad story that's just stretching it out to make the game longer, mm. then it's so frustrating. Yeah. And yeah, that's, I would say that is a big reason that I, that's the reason I don't own a PS4 or an Xbox One. Mm. I bought a PS3 to play The Last of Us. Mm. And it was only because, like, the magic of reviews. You just wait. Like, this game's amazing. Everyone's saying it's amazing. Okay, cool. I'll buy it mm. <laughs> and play it. Mm. And I played the whole thing, and it was awesome. It was one of the best games I've ever played. Mm. And Was that a long narrative? Did it go on for it was. A... It was fairly long. I don't remember how long exactly. I mean, yeah, I didn't time it or anything. Mm. But, I mean my wife watched me play it too from start to finish she was happy to sit there and watch it because mm. it was a good game mm. man and that was that game I don't think I've ever felt that way even with Resident Evil it was close to close to the original Resident Evil experience but what Resident Evil 1 yeah right but I remember feeling like true terror <laughs> like mm. the, the first time um, I died in that game it was like um, that moment where there's like a zombie-type creature ambling towards you and, you, you know, you're shooting or whatever and you miss and then all of a sudden it just puts on the speed and takes like three big steps towards you and then latches on and the character's like, ah, and you're just like, oh my god, you know. <laughs> it, it was, an yeah, like almost felt in the place of that person. Mm. It was, yeah, really good. Mm. that game was worth spending time on yeah. but you don't have to take a risk really if you're not in a hurry or you, if you're not someone who doesn't feel like if you're someone who wants to be on the cutting edge all the time then you do have to take a risk but if you don't care about that which mm. is the situation I'm in I can just wait and then when I hear about a game that's supposedly amazing from multiple sources hmm. then I'll buy it and I think yeah. if that happens on PS4 or Xbox One I'll buy one but I haven't even heard that yet so far yeah. I don't think I've heard of a game that's like a must play worth buying yet. the system for. I think the closest in any of the new systems is maybe Breath of the Wild but I haven't even I don't think even that has had such amazing reviews it's been pretty up there, though. Mm. Everyone that's played... Well, not everyone, but a lot of the commentary I've heard, it's one of the best games yeah. ever made. But I've never been hugely into Zelda. I mean... <laughs> you said that so, like, it's one of the best games ever had made. Uh, yeah, no, the Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I, I really enjoyed Link to the Past. That's one of my favourite games yeah. of all time. I like Twilight Princess. I know it has its, you know, people who thinks it, it think it's not so great. But... Yeah. I'm also not much of a Nintendo guy, so my wife isn't is fully into Nintendo. We're just offending all the people today. No, oh, that's all right. But um, take our opinions. <laughs> no, but yeah, I often buy a system just for one game, and the reason why I bought an Xbox One was for 
Forza Horizon 3, yep. which is something that I thought I really, really wanted, because mm-hmm. um, I enjoyed the first Forza Horizon, mm-hmm. but unfortunately it just, um, I don't know, it just didn't do anything for me. It just feels very... It's oh. a shame. Yeah, it just feels very flat. It just mm. feels... I don't know, I turned all the assists off. I wanted to get it as sort of raw I as possible. I can't believe people play with those. My dad plays with the braking assist, and I'm like, oh, what yeah. is this shit? And the driving line? <laughs> this feels I mean, terrible. Y- you can't see the road because there's a massive driving line <laughs> in the middle of it. But, um, yeah, no, I didn't enjoy it, unfortunately, and I bought a whole system for the damn game. <laughs> if you're playing with braking assist, you might as well not be playing. Mm. You're just watching a video of a car driving. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, oh, this interior is nice. <laughs> <laughs> but even with all those off, it just felt it just felt artificial. Yeah. Nothing really grabbed me. Nothing was nothing felt raw about the cars. Yeah. And they did feel raw in the first Forza Horizon. Mm. But for whatever reason this one, yeah, not so much. Yep. Mm. Do you have a modern console? No. For the same reason, like there's no game no particular game that's made me want to buy one. Yeah. Mm. It stood out enough to make me motivated to do it mm. yeah because a lot of the games you can get on PC too and if you have a decent PC yeah then which I don't have fine. which is probably why I did I don't, buy I don't either console. that's why I haven't bought the new Marvel vs. Capcom but right <laughs> I got that on um, PS4 that's pretty good actually I was surprised the story mode is actually interesting yeah I'd, I'll yeah I'd like well, to play stupid, that but it's yeah. it's fun but it's Marvel vs. Capcom yeah it is stupid you have people like Arthur from Ghouls and Ghosts and you know, <laughs> Spider-Man talking and it's it's obviously going to be stupid. <laughs> I just wish it would get back to like the epicness of Marvel vs. Capcom 2 with like that so many characters that the little icons are so small that you can barely actually see who you're looking at. Mm. That's what I want. Mm. <laughs> it just needs to have everybody in it. Mm. Apparently there's some licensing issues with X-Men that's was yeah, preventing I've them. That. Although they must have got the license now. I don't care about Guardians of the Galaxy people. Mm. I want Wolverine and <laughs> Cyclops and all those people. But maybe I'm biased. Maybe you are, being the comic nerd that you are. Considering that, yeah, I've got a bunch of X-Men comics, I'm probably biased. Mm. I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so what have I been playing? So we've already established I'm old. <laughs> I think we've established that but yeah, we've also established that you're the only person with a modern console that's true so, so who's really the old one here who's trying to be young <laughs> <laughs> you bastard <laughs> <laughs> um, okay so I've been playing a little bit of Outrun Arcade um, oh yeah because I happen to have one in my arcade which is something that I love and sort of fell into just this year. Um, I was never really big into OutRun back in the day. I think I played it maybe once or twice, but I wasn't into driving games at the time. Um, But really strangely, the thing that got me interested in OutRun was a game called Bayonetta. You guys know what Bayonetta is? That is a big jump. I don't... That's a really big jump. I know. They both have women in them kind of <laughs> <laughs> actually I that's yeah I don't know Bayonetta that well but well it's a third person action game you know that much yes yeah a um, spectacle fighter spectacle fighter is that what yeah. they call them absolutely 
okay, well, that's what we're calling them now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I fell in love with Bayonetta on the Xbox 360. Mm -hmm. Absolutely love that game. Got all of the achievements in it. Um, and parts of it, well, running through the background of that game is a massive sort of love letter to Sega. Sort of what happened with Bayonetta 2 now that it's on a Nintendo platform. It's got sort of a background of Nintendo. But on the original Bayonetta, yeah, it had the Sega stuff, like you get the, the, the money you collect are rings from, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh. There were really? stages, yeah, there were stages based on Space Harrier with the same music from Space wow. Harrier. I didn't know that. Yeah. And uh, it was I thought it was a much more serious game than that. Oh, no, it's a very silly game. Very wow. silly game. Um, and somewhere in there, I can't remember right now, there were references to Outrun. I think some of the Outrun music as well. Cool. <coughs> and um, Sega has such a specific, like, characteristic. They do. Yeah. It's something that, growing up on with Sega, I didn't understand until, like, later on, because that was just games to me. Mm. And then, yeah, Nintendo games are so different, and, you know, everybody else, but then, you know, when you get into the Dreamcast, and those games were so much closer to arcade games, too. Yeah. They have such a specific feeling, like the art design and yep. but I guess it was all based on the hardware right it was yeah. like what's available in the hardware yeah and yeah they just have that trend yeah me and Matt have talked about this before where I think you get Sega fanboys or, or Nintendo fanboys because the hardware was so specific back then mm. that the games themselves were actually different mm. thematically different the music sounded different. Mm. The graphics were different. There was different color palette, mm -hmm. different resolutions maybe. Mm -hmm. So what you enjoyed back then is something you're attracted to now because that was what you were used to and it wasn't the other platform that might have had a different color palette or different sounding music. Mm. So yeah, anyway, that's mm. a bit of an aside. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, what was it last yeah. year? I um. So, but how did you go from? Did, was it just like you were playing Bayonetta, uh -huh. and then you were like, "Ah, oh, this has got like references to Sega games in it." What made you? Did it had Outrun music? Yeah, somewhere in there it had Outrun music, mm. and references to Outrun. Like I said, I can't specifically remember oh. where, but it sort of planted that seed in my mind. And also, way back in the day on the Commodore 64, used to load up OutRun um, just to listen to the music. The game was pretty shit on the Commodore 64, to be honest, but the music was great. Did you think it was shit, Matt? Um, I, it's only one thing I remember about the Commodore 64 OutRun. What? Was it one time I was playing it and there was a bug in one of the levels didn't load properly and let me finish it for the first time. Oh, really? The only time I've ever finished it was because of bug that, nice. <laughs> that let me continue when I shouldn't have been able to. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess I had these seeds in my mind of what OutRun is. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, I played it back in the day in the arcade and it never really grabbed me. But then um, last year, or not last year, 2016, a friend of mine, Paul Reed, who has an awesome home arcade, he had an OutRun there. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I sort of you know, jumped on it and had a game and thought, oh yeah, this is this is pretty fun. And what really grabbed me was the music, um, the the style of the graphics, the mm-hmm. color palette. Again, going back to what I said, and the awesome art on the cabinet itself. And I just said to him, you know, if you're ever going to sell this, let me know. And so it was probably six months after or something like that, he sort of sent me a message and said, you still want this outrun? And I said, oh yeah, and he said, you know, you can have such and such, and I just jumped on it. And I remember, it's pretty funny, I was actually in a, a business meeting at the time, talking to people, and this message came through saying, do you still want this outrun? I just grabbed my phone and I'm just, yes, yes, I want this. <laughs> While people are talking at me and, you know, things like this. Um, so anyway, yeah, I got it got it in my arcade. Um, there were various issues. The board had uh, died. I had to send it off to the UK to get repaired. I knew it was had problems when I bought it. That's fine. Then the monitor died. I rebuilt the monitor. Um, so it was only in 2017 that I actually got to play it. And playing it, I just got so addicted to it. I absolutely love it. I would almost compare it to um, to pinball in that you have all these random elements coming at you all the time, and you just have to you just have to deal with it. You just have to try and survive. And so yeah, I loved it, um, and been really really enjoying it. So it's been a highlight for me for 2017 playing that one. Mm. There is something about playing that game on an arcade or e- even on a console but yeah it's I don't know what it is maybe I maybe I'm more of a Sega fanboy than I thought but because I never played that back mm. in the day mm. back in the day um, <laughs> air quotes who's sounding old now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah playing it at your place is fun and just the colours and the sound mm. The using the steering wheel and the accelerator and yeah, changing the gears. Yeah, mm. it's nice. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, the other thing I've been playing is Ghouls and Ghosts. Um, in my arcade. So you're just perpetually playing that throughout your life, though, right? Mm, <laughs> not really, actually. Or is it like waves, like Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> I know Bitcoin is a sensitive topic right it's now. It's um, Is that what you were checking? No, no. Oh, oh no. Okay. I was looking at the actor in from Red Alert oh, 2. Oh, right. Did you find out who it was? Yes. The guy that plays the American president is Ray Wise. Okay. He's Ray Wise. He's a, an American. He was in Twin Peaks, wasn't yes, he? Yes. I'm going to read it now. If you'll oh, stop interrupting there you go. me. <laughs> I mean, I've got a very short fuse for that sort oh, of thing. Oh, right. Okay. So I should just keep talking. Oh. Uh, Twin Peaks. Yeah, so I was going to say, some of his best-known roles include Leonard Twin Palmer, Peaks. or Leyland, sorry, Leyland Palmer. Leyland Robocop. Palmer. I may be reading it wrong. Robocop. What? He was in Robocop. He was also in Twin Peaks, I'm gonna try and, and also henchman Leon C. Nash in Robocop. Can you guess what the next one is? No, I don't know. That's the, the next one is Jack knowledge. Taggart Sr. in Jeepers Creepers 2. Okay. He was also that person. Mm-hmm. And he was the devil in the CW television series Reaper. Okay. How about that? Yeah. So, you'd know him. I guess. Well, I know him mostly from Twin Peaks. We watched Robocop again recently. Uh, Fiona and me, probably a, yep. two, three weeks ago. 
Really? Yeah. Wow. And uh, Ray Wise popped up, and we go, "It's the Twin Peaks guy." Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say, it's Ray Wise, the Twin Peaks guy? We did, actually. Also, the American president in Red Alert 2. <laughs> we didn't say that bit. <laughs> Very non-convincingly Mediterranean-looking. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I've been playing Ghouls and Ghosts. Uh, I have a new PB on that now, 821,200. I just have to mention that. That means nothing to me. Right. It's a That's double my, double my previous PB. Wow. What's yeah. the world record? Uh, well, there's a, I, I could go a little bit too far into this. But it's on pace. By all means, <laughs> go far. Uh, okay, so there's two what they call tracks. Mm-hmm. And tracks are... And we're talking about twin galaxies here. Mm-hmm. Tracks are... What would you call it? The bounds within... It's like a what set you're of trying rules. to do. Yeah, yeah, so one track is tournament settings, which is you get five lives. Once those five lives are gone, mm-hmm. that's it. Game over. Even if you've earned more lives, you have uh, to just slick out the oh. joystick, you're done. Oh. That's tournament setting. Okay. Then the other one is marathon, yep. which means you can just keep on going forever until you've lost all the lives that you've earned. Right. So the world record for um, tournament is 500 and something thousand mm-hmm. so I'm pretty confident I can beat that um, the world record for marathon is 1.2 million confident I can beat that too when so you play do you usually play like in a tournament style or do you try and get extra lives at the moment I've just been practicing just to play as long as I can okay yeah how do you get extra lives uh, points okay but I found out in my last run, which is that 800,000 game, there's a finite amount of extra lives you can get. I, I was, I sort of gave up when I got to around 600,000 or so, or sort of half-assed it, because I thought this is just going to go on forever. Um, How long did that game take? About four hours. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Are you, are you rolling the game? Like yeah. So what, uh, so how it works, you, you go through the game once. Yeah. It sends you back to the beginning. The idea being that then through your second playthrough, you have to open a chest and the magician comes out, blah, blah, blah. Second chest gives you gold armor. You collect the gold armor. Third chest gives you the psycho cannon, I think they call it, which is the magical big throwy fireball weapon. And if you defeat the final boss through the second time through with that fireball weapon, then it allows you through to the real last boss, which is right. Lucifer. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, right yeah. after that. Not the, not playing through the whole game no, no, again. No, and then no, Second time through, yeah. beat the last boss, then you're up to Lucifer. You kill him, end of game. Yeah. But if you don't have that fireball weapon, you kill the last boss, then it sends you back to the beginning of the last stage. Oh. So then you can do that, yeah. and then go back again, and then do that, go back again. So you're just looping the last stage over and over and over and over again. So what? how many points are you at usually at the end of the second playthrough? About 100,000. So how many times are you playing that level? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't counted? No. I gather. <laughs> no. And like I said, I was sort of half-assing it after about 600,000 because I realised I'd passed the, the tournament setting world mm. record. Mm. 
and I thought I could keep just getting lives, 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 and I thought, oh, I'm not going to try and go for the marathon um, score at this time because it was 2am or something at this point. <laughs> um, but I kept on going and then I figured out, yeah, that the lives are actually not infinite. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, anyway, that was a long game of ghouls and ghosts. Yeah. And that was delving a little bit too deep into ghouls and ghosts. <laughs> Um, All the ghouls and ghosts fans are going wild right now. I know, <laughs> All two of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else have them, I yeah. been playing? <laughs> I've been playing Elevator Action and X-Xs on uh, my MAME cab. This is part of... Arcade Games? Yeah. Um, so there's this podcast called Ten Pence Podcast, Ten Pence Arcade Podcast. Mm-hmm. Fantastic podcast, my favourite podcast. If you guys aren't listening to it, you should listen to it. Um, they I've run, never even heard of it till now. Right. Well, if you're into your retro arcade games, it's the best retro arcade game podcast there is. Okay. Um, the guys are really funny and, yeah, just interesting. Cool. So every, every podcast, they run a competition, they pick a game, Everyone in the community, as well as them, play that game, try and get a high score. And then they talk about about the scores in the next episode. Mm. Wow. So That's the, a good idea. It is a good idea. It's an excellent idea. Is it? <laughs> excellent <laughs> enough to steal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, the games this couple of weeks, because they're having a bit of a break over the holiday period. Really? Elevator action and X-X. Enough of a break to... For someone else to sneak in and <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually really fun uh, those games are a bit rubbish but otherwise did you so did you submit scores or how did that work yeah you just um, or do you just know within yourself you're like <laughs> I beat him <laughs> <laughs> no you you play your game you take a photo of the score and then you send it on Twitter okay. so you get like ranked you yeah. get ranked yeah, yeah. Cool. it's just a bit of fun yeah no oh, one scrutinising like what settings you're on or anything like that so yeah Right, so there's always some dick that's like, I got the best score, but he's on yeah, some he's stupid thing. Yeah, he's had lives or thing. something like that. Yeah. At home crying himself to sleep because he's got no friends. <laughs> it's not me. Um, <laughs> yeah, these are really retro, I've just realised. Um, <laughs> been playing Dragon Ninja, <laughs> Double Dragon and Double Dragon 2 on the NES. Mm-hmm. Um, actually on the Retro Pie. Um and I just decided to play those out of the blue. Oh, actually, there was a Twitter post from someone mentioning their kid was playing Dragon Ninja on the NES. Oh, it was Aaron. Aaron I from the Best Play and Take podcast. I can't playing a game on the NES. I know. It's interesting, isn't it? I just imagine them, like, spitting it out like they would, you know, a blueberry that they didn't enjoy or something yeah. like that. A blueberry? Or, or it's very specific. Maybe I should have used, a, like... <laughs> Broccoli or <laughs> Brussels an actual sprout. disgusting thing. Yeah, blueberries are nice. But anyway, that kicked me off playing <laughs> on the Pi Dragon Ninja just because I love that arcade game, and I don't think I'd ever played the NES version, so I wanted to see what it was like because I know the Commodore 64 version was rubbish, and it's actually not a bad version. Mm-hmm. Um, and played Double Dragon, Double Dragon 2 on there as well because I heard those were good. They're mm-hmm. actually pretty good, but yeah. Actually, on the flip side, yeah. just to interrupt you again, please. of the idea of a kid playing a NES game. Yeah. So, I was at work this week, and it's school holidays, so one of my colleagues, her son was in the office, 
Um, and he's really good, like, super quiet and I don't know how he stays amused. Actually, probably the story will t tell you the answer. Anyway, I went over to one of my other colleagues who desk is like right next to hers and her son was sitting next to her and on the computer there was like this control panel on the screen and I'm looking at it going what is that and the guy I was talking to goes oh yeah he's flying a plane I'm like what <laughs> he's like yeah he's playing a, a flying simulator I'm like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm like this 10 year old kid like playing a yeah, flying yeah. simulator it's like yeah Real, like it looked real like I was like I was very confused about what was happening for mm. a moment there but mm. the opposite to what I would imagine playing a NES game mm. yeah you see kids these days just um, I don't know iPads and things are attached to their hands it's mm. kind of scary mm. it explains why he was so quiet I guess yeah it would <laughs> anyway the moral of the story of me playing those games on the Pi on on well, the Ness on the pie, was that I realised if it was back in the day, I think this is the saying of the podcast, if I had a Ness back then, I think I would have really enjoyed it. Because those games are actually quite good. Mm. They had really good arcade ports. Yeah. And compared with a lot of other systems like the Commodore 64, which had pretty much rubbish mm. arcade ports. Yeah. And, and that's why I guess I get frustrated sometimes or, or like feel bad for people who will dismiss games like that purely based on you know the controls and the graphics it doesn't mean that the game's not fun just because mm. it's a little bit janky or mm. you know the graphics are basically 8-bit like mm. you know yeah some I think some kids look at games like that and they're just like I don't know they, they, they'll immediately dismiss it just because of the way that it looks yeah <laughs> like when you guys were playing that um, international karate that looked like a lot of fun but it's not obviously it's not realistic like when the models are sitting on top of each other and you're both like doing, yeah, the, doing the dance the, the doing small the dance. kick yeah. like this crouching kick and like it's it's not representative of life <laughs> but it's still a fun game it's about learning the rules of the game I suppose yeah. back to my original like if you're quick at learning stuff you like games kind of thing yeah theory yeah. developed a theory nice <laughs> uh, also played Spider-Man Vault Edition Pinball at the Newtown Hotel oh. um, met my friend or well, our friend I should say Matthew Venables mm. at the Newtown Hotel decided to play a bit of Spider-Man VE um, mm -hmm. it's a fantastic game one of my favourite stern games he whooped your buttocks well that was the thing actually oh um Wow, that is a thing. <laughs> I know. If he didn't. Because usually, Matt Venables, being the stern guy that he is, he just destroys everyone, yeah. including myself. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, Spider-Man does seem to agree with me. Mm. Um, and we had we only played two games because they both went on for quite a while. Um, <coughs> but, uh, they went on for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we put in $2 and left the machine with five credits. We did, actually. Six <laughs> credits. Six credits. <laughs> um, no, but Sometimes you just have to walk away. You do. I feel so good night. walking away with credits on the machine. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> like that night we got stuck playing... Um, what was it called? 
the uh, creature of the Black Lagoon. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll keep playing until we don't win a replay. And we just played it all night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, we had two really good games. I managed to squeak ahead with a 60 million to his maybe 45 on our first game. Then the second game, um, his first ball, he got something like, I don't know, 130 million or something like that. And, you know, my first two balls were basically nothing. And then he stepped up for his third ball. He was up to 145 or something like that. And he was sort of half-assed playing, thinking, he's so far ahead, whatever. Mm. And we've got somewhere to go, because th that was the reason why I met him. Mm. And the ball went straight down the middle and actually bounced out. So he got a Lazarus. <laughs> it bounced out, landed on the flip again, flipper again. He was walking away and I said, hey, it's still going. And he sort of half-assed, went back, and he flipped it out, and then <laughs> it was out, and then he just sort of, ah, whatever, and, it, and he let it drain. I thought, I'm going to make him pay for this. <laughs> thinking he can get away with just letting his ball drain, <laughs> thinking I'm done. The arrogance. <laughs> well, I never. <laughs> so my third ball um, stepped up, and he went to the bathroom, and, you know, so on and so forth, and I was still going, and ended up on about... 135 or something like that. So he still beat me, oh. but it was close. It was really close. Yeah, you so it was really fun. Yeah, you that made him a fun sweat thing. a little bit. Yeah, that's what I like to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we went to where we were going. Then I came back and met Mark Williams at the Newtown Hotel again, played some Ghostbusters, but mm -hmm. I was so drunk, <laughs> I could hardly flip the flippers, let alone see the ball. <laughs> So there's not much to talk about there. <laughs> okay. So that's what I've been doing the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Um, yeah, and we have a few other things to talk about, but maybe we've run out of time. Mm. Something. We've got plenty more to talk about in future episodes. Um, it's good that we can have this conversation and fill out a podcast without even getting to half the content <laughs> we meant to, so... Yeah, I think that's a good sign. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Um, all right, well, we'll close out. Um, thanks for listening to the first Game the System podcast. We, I know. <laughs> it wasn't as awkward as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're hoping to maybe release a podcast. Uh, we're thinking maybe once every two weeks, but that's probably ambitious. Maybe once a month. We'll see how we go. How long did it take us to organise this meeting? Uh, I don't know. Oh. A while? More than two weeks. Probably. Mm. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how things go. Mm. Um, if you'd like to contact us, probably the best way is on Game the System forums at gamethesystem.co. You can also reach out to me via email at mark at gamethesystem.co. That's M-A-R-C oh, at gamethesystem.co. You have your own email. I do. Can I have a gamethesystem.co email? Nah. Hmm. <laughs> okay. No, you both can. Wonderful. I don't know. I'm so <laughs> generous. And you can just forward it to your usual email account. Yeah, I'll just send it to my <laughs> Gmail. Um, you can also contact me on Twitter at, at marks underscore tweet. Mm. That's M-A-R-C at marks underscore tweet. Mm. Um, John and Matt, can people contact you or just on the forum? Yeah, that's probably the best way. Yeah, forums is, I think, the best. Yeah, 
we'll be always having conversations on there, mm-hmm. talking about the various pickups and disappointments with Xbox 360 backwards compatibility. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we need to talk about that. <laughs> um, so that's a good good way to be a part of the conversation. Yeah, but I'm on Twitter too, but I don't really use it that often. Mm-hmm. So. And you might have your own email address one day. Yep. Yeah. One day I'll grow up and be a real <laughs> boy. Man. Alright, well I think that's it. Thanks everyone for listening. And we'll be back sometime with episode two. Mm. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Shut up and sit down.